Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of the Coming In Hot Podcast. This is episode 13, Jesse, and I'm here with Joe. 13 episodes? How long have we been doing this show? I know, dude, you'd think like, we'd be doing it forever. I mean, if we, were doing, if we were doing the old podcast, this would be like six months of shows. 13? Well, I mean, maybe like eight months of shows. At least, yeah. I, I mean, know. you gotta take I mean, it two a month, 13. One a month, or... Yeah. Craziest shit. But you know what? We care. We're, yeah, we're trucking. We're trucking for show. We're trucking, mother trucker. So before we get into everything that we're going to be talking about, little overview, may go fucking off the rails, and we might not talk about half this shit, but we're going to try to stay on topic. We're, we're going to do some movie reviews. Um, a lot of them Joe hasn't seen, and they're not going to be <laughs> like super fucking a in detail, <laughs> but John Wick 4, Shazam, 65, Ant-Man. And then yes. we're going to talk a little about my weight loss journey. Um, and then I was thinking about getting a trailer. I don't know. So, I mean, he has we're a trailer. on my weight gain journey. <laughs> <laughs> Joe has a trailer. I'm thinking about getting one. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And uh, then finally, um, uh, I ended uh, up uh, buying we're, a we're new. cuddled in that trailer. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> With Tommy Balls. Ended up, getting a, ended up getting a different vehicle, trade-in, all that kind of bullshit. And uh, it was kind of impulsive. That being said, drink of the evening. Drink of the evening. I, go ahead, man. All right. So uh, Joe actually um, gave me this, and it's it's actually cool that um, he gave me this because I mentioned this on a show a couple episodes ago when we tried it. Do you know at, why we have this in the uh, house? Because you mentioned this to my wife, so she bought it for you. Oh, awesome. Yeah, dude. I, I had this uh, first time at um, a uh, Pull for Pal event uh, locally, which is like a fundraiser for the Police Activities League where you shoot skeet. And... Um, the best thing of that day was drinking this because my skeet shooting was awful. Um, <laughs> this is a mango neutral and it's spelled N-U-T-R-L with an umlaut over the top of the U. Seems. It's a vodka seltzer with real juice. <laughs> Let's see here. Let's bust this shit open. Oh, man. That was like, oh, dude, dude, the pop in my left ear was fucking crazy. There's a new Batman cartoon out. Too. Mm. A DC animated feature. Oh, it's so good. It tastes so delicious. And I have it's my, not strong at all. The alcohol is not dude, strong. It, it, it's like those uh, high noons that we were drinking a lot. Where we were no, actually, it's this similar. is better than the high noon. Yeah, it's similar. similar. The high noons, yeah. not bad, but this is better. I like them both. Yeah. I, I actually really like them. So I just went with the old classic. I've been on a Mexican beer kick. You know, like well, you gave me a Mexican beer last time we recorded. I know. I've been on an IPA kick for it was a Modelo, wasn't it? And uh, I don't think so. I think it was. Uh, or was it that? Was it a Pacifico? Was it a Pacifico? I'm guessing it was. Pacifico. I don't know, dude. All Mexican beer damn near tastes the same. I. I've been drinking a lot of Pacifico lately, mm-hmm. mm. and uh, I actually wanted some Jalisco recently, which was fucking fine. Tight. Sometimes a good Mexican beer, just get the brown bottle. Don't go with the Corona, <laughs> all you fucking people from the Midwest. It's not good Mexican beer. It's skunky shit that the heat kills. Yeah. So always go with the brown bottle, because the brown protects the alcohol from going skunky. That's for sure. But sometimes, you know what? A Corona with lime, straight out of an ice bucket... It's fucking delicious. It's got to be straight out of an ice bucket, right? Yeah. That's the only way to drink Mexican beer, like, or barbecuing. That's the way to do it. So, yeah, <laughs> I've been on a good Mexican beer kick lately. Pacifico, great well, beer. I mean, as long as they're quality beers and you're not buying some bullshit, oh, that's cool. Dude, Mexican, dude, a six-pack of Pacifico, 13 fucking dollars Ooh. for Mexican goddamn beer. It should be six bucks. <laughs> but uh, based on recent controversies, I won't be drinking Bud Light. But I wasn't drinking Bud Light before. Right. You know, it's funny. It's actually, I mean, we're kind of already going off topic. But I was talking to uh, Matthew. Matt. Uh, Matt. Matt. Uh, yeah. Matt Crabtree. Or Miata. Miata buddy. V8 yeah. Miata buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he posted on Facebook. Um, Throw, throws because, up in my car during COVID. 
<laughs> yeah. he was uh, he, he was just kind of i think he posted something that kind of related uh you know to that bud light controversy yeah and what it was i think was just that, like there were a lot of people that were posting about like not drinking bud light and i think his commentary was basically like you know um everybody had recently forgot about right. like some other controversy Obviously, some perceived yeah. controversy like three months ago and then like you know people have right. people have such short memories that they're going to be over this shit and like buying bud light again like uh-huh, even though everybody's 100%. saying like if I didn't, you know, people are like, oh, but Madonna's this. Or if I like Madonna music, I'm going to listen to it. We all still get excited when fucking Billie Jean comes on the radio, right? Right. Even though we all know that Michael Jackson was a kitty toucher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty awful. Like, at a certain point, if I stop watching movies or any form of entertainment because I think the person's a fucking scumbag, I'm only going to be watching Chris Pratt stuff. And <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. As we've discussed, the biggest Chris Pratt fan. But, you know, um, he, he mentioned that, and so I'd kind of replied, like, you know, honestly, like, I mean, I know this isn't direct to anybody specifically, like, you're just, you know, providing your commentary on your timeline. I was like, but, I was like, I, you know, personally don't really care. And I'm like, because I wasn't really drinking Bud Light Ever. before this Ever. at all. You yeah. know, I'm like, so it doesn't affect me in the least, right? Well, I mean. And so I think he kind of responded like, well, you know, Bud Light actually owns a bunch of other oh, yeah, subsidiaries and all this kind of stuff like that. Like, they so they, they have their fingers in all kinds of stuff. So, like, more than likely, owned- like, you're, you're you're probably, like, well, buying something from them. Well, Anheuser-Busch is Bud Budweiser, right? right. Anheuser-Busch. They were purchased by the German company. So uh, It's like Heineken, right? Is it Heineken? I, I think, think they own basically everything Mm -hmm. so if you're going to take a stand for things you believe in i agree with that and and this whole trans shit has gotten wacky fucking out of control to the point where it's like i don't know if you've seen jordan peterson talk about it and they're like well why can't you be tolerant he's like tolerant of mastectomies and castrations of 13 year olds why the fuck should i be tolerant of that Right. And I agree with that a hundred percent, you know, and that's uh, well, that's why you have to think about it. I'd replied to him was just basically like, "Well, look, here's here's my point. My point is is that I don't care enough about this, regardless. I didn't, I wasn't buying Bud Light, so I'm not really going to stop buying it because I wasn't buying it to begin I'm with. Go out of my way to but buy it, at the same time, you know, my stance is is that like I don't even necessarily agree, say with like Ben and Jerry's political stance, right? But I like their ice cream. Okay, they support BLM, whatever. But you know what? Occasionally, I want some Chunky Monkey, bro. Hey, so I don't fucking so care. You know what? Trump, I come don't out, care. Trump, come out with better ice cream. Right. You know? Yeah. And let the let the let the market decide. And it. But to your point I about can't get the, into the minutia of everything. But but the trans stuff, yeah. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, it's like and, and if well, you, everything's about like, oh, it's okay to be this or it's okay to be that. Like, I get that it's like okay for like people to be a certain way if they want to. I don't like that it's constantly being thrown in our faces, normalized because it's not fucking normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. It's, not it's not a normal. mental health issue. I don't care. I don't care what's body said. dysmorphia, dude. It's crazy. Well, the thing is, is okay. There was a video. Well, we're getting demonetized. There was a video. <laughs> we're not fucking monetized anyway. <laughs> So there was a video that I had watched, and um, it's like a town hall meeting, like out of college. I forget who the person was that was speaking, but this person was obviously a trans male turned female that's asking this question. And this per- speaking it, of trans, are we talking and, actual shooters tonight, or is that going to be next show? It'll be next show, I think. I mean, we probably could segue to that. But um, so what ends up happening is this person like asked this question. This person who's the trans person is a is like an EMT, right? So the person who's um, like leading this town hall meeting, who's answering the questions from the public says, okay, so let me ask you this. If you respond to a medical emergency, right. the person is a male, 
right? And but this male is tr- is a trans male, so we're gonna call him a female, right? Right. And this person calls in this emergency because they've had a miscarriage. What are you going to do as far as treating this male who says they're a female for a miscarriage? What are you going to do? Are you are you going to treat them? That person couldn't possibly have a miscarriage. Well, the thing is, this person goes, well, so how are you going to treat them? Like they're calling in a medical emergency. They're saying that they've had a miscarriage. What are you going to do? Are you going to treat them? Are you going to transport him to the hospital? And the trans guy, the the trans guy who's asking this question, who's had this question, like he was just like, "Uh, no. And he's like, of course you're not. He's like, because you they're like, it's factually and scientifically shown that a man, it is impossible for them to have a child. But a woman we're gonna is the that, only Jesse. person that can have a child, correct? And so they're like, oh, but some women can't have children. And he's all, but the understanding is scientifically that a woman is made to have children. And if a woman can't have kids, then people are under the understanding that there's something wrong, that they can be medically treated or something can be done to try to help them have children or get them over that hump. As opposed to a male who's claiming to be a female, there is literally nothing that can be done for them to bear children ever, right? And he's like, so, so you're saying that men can't be pregnant, Jesse? Right. So How he's saying. So so he you. says. So the this idea that we're talking about birthing persons or you know any of these other fucking no it means like, females you know, yeah right exactly but you know the idea Not that we're, 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 babies, we're saying that people are birthing pure persons or any of this stuff it doesn't make any fucking sense because we know that men can't have kids and that women can have kids and that's just how the fuck it is you I, know so i think the way i have to think about this it person literally you could tell they, they, that their fucking the mind exploded dude right. the camera's right they in their face they didn't have anything to say well, that's, they had nothing to say they walked away because what, what do you say to well, that what, i mean i i was like whatever everybody do whatever i don't care that was kind of where i was a couple of years ago yeah, and now too. because it's been we've been so spoon-fed and it's like Okay, trans are point zero 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 one percent of the population. It's you well, know, we see like, it everywhere. Yeah, right. But like, my wife, who's a high school teacher, has like four trans kids out of sixty every fucking semester now. There's something right. going on, and it's a social acceptance sort of thing. And and I, I'm not making any aspirations as to her beliefs whatsoever. But if you went on a call and someone's like, you're like, hey, what's going on, bud? And you're like, hey, you're gonna talk to Kenneth. Well, who's Kenneth? Kenneth's my imaginary friend. You'd be like, I don't think so. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to your imaginary fucking friend because I'm not playing into your mental disease. I'm not going to pretend to talk to fucking Kermit the Sock puck Puppet either, right? Right. You're you're going to address the issue and you're going to ignore the mental disorder to a point, right? I mean, as far as your safety is concerned, sometimes you have to pretend that they're a fucking butterfly to get them in the back of the car or whatever, but... It's like it, I'm not going to talk to somebody's imaginary friend, and I'm not going to pretend that you, six foot guy with a giant Adam's apple, wearing a dress, is a woman. Right. I'm sorry. Exactly. You can't have fucking kids. I'm just. The I, thing I is, and that's the thing is, like history is going it to bear has out to be like right. a live and let live. Like yeah. you know, it's like and okay, I am very live and if let you want to do whatever you want to do, if you, you want to pretend to be that, that way. You absolutely can do that, but don't expect me to buy in to this uh, pretend world that you've surrounded yourself with and expect everybody to play along. I'm not playing that game. Yeah, I'm a unicorn rainbow. Like, no, you're not. I'm going to call you 
sir or I'm going to call you ma'am. Right. And if you I'll don't be like respectful. It, you can fuck off. And the thing is, is like somebody saying that, like, oh well, that might be triggering for them, or that's not respectful for I them. Don't give well, a you fuck know about what? your triggers. I'm not. I'm not doing this upside down world bullshit where everything's Thank opposite. Thank you. Right. Thank you. It's so, Alice in Wonderland, dude. It's the upside down. You know, and since we're getting into this being a mental health issue, let's you just didn't get write right any in. of this shit down, did you? No. You didn't let's write just, any of this Let's down. just get right into what we were going to cover in episode 14, but we're <laughs> going to switch some stuff around as far as the lineup goes. We're going to talk a little bit about the um, active shooter situation that happened in um, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, this happened pretty recently toward the end of month last My month. My favorite memes of all time came from this. And yeah. Well, I think one of the funniest memes, I mean, for, it, it's a fucked up situation. It is. Three adults um, died. I believe um, one of them was a substitute teacher. One, um, was one of them maybe? was like the head of the school. And then like one of them was like the, like the head teacher at the school. And then the other one was a custodian. And then there were three children that were killed in the shooting. And one of the, one of the children was like the the lead pastor's do- uh, like niece and she or was trying granddaughter to, or something she like was, that. Uh, from what I read, was trying to open a uh, emergency exit to get the other kids out when she got shot. Like, yeah, it's fucking, awful. Fucking, uh, she's going. You know what? She did such a good job. She's going to like dog heaven. Like she's yeah. going to the best place anybody could possibly go. And and so <sighs> this this active Which, shooter was a male who was a. No, she, her, no, or whatever no, the fuck you want to call no. it. It was a it was guy. a woman. It was born with a fucking vagina. That was a woman. It was a woman with a pussy. Oh, okay. I had that a, wrong. From birth, a, had a vagina. Uh-huh. Claim, claimed he, his, or whatever. I mean, you can see the pictures. It's obviously a female. Mm-hmm. Ugly female. Right. Evil piece of shit female. And I hope her vagina is rotting as we speak. Yeah, so, um, you know, this person had actually attended that school, right? I guess yeah. when they were younger. And there's no, uh, I guess there's no um, understanding of, like, what the motivation is for shooting up that school. There was uh, have you, have you seen the some scribblings the that basically said, to, they mentioned the mall. To her or, friend? Um, about how she wanted to die and she was going to do something loud and make a big scene. And she sent all those messages, like, ten minutes prior yeah. to the shooting to yeah. the friend. The friend didn't even have enough it's time. officer-assisted suicide. Right, and, and the... And the friend, I guess, did call nine one one and like reported this, but it it all happened so fast that there was little to no ability to respond or to stop it because no, right they had already decided like this person already fucking decided sound move right so um, you know I know there was all this talk about like there was like a like AR fifteens used or anything like that I think one was like a Keltec it was a Keltec su- no 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 it was a Keltec sub nine a uh, uh, Keltec Sub two thousand. Well, it wasn't an actual submachine gun. It was like one of those subcompact, semi-automatic fucking Keltex. Right? It's not a. It's it's the the gun that I want. It's the right. sub two thousand. Yeah. The Keltex nine that takes clock magazines. It's, mm-hmm. it's carving. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's, I think it's a great little plinker. Yeah, and so there. It's you funny know, that she was carrying that versus the AR during the shooting. Did you notice that in the pictures? She's carrying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, I would have gone with the AR. I mean, if you really want to kill a bunch of people, an AR is a better. So, I mean, there were news articles indicating that, like, shocking, um, shocking this person was being treated for, like, some mental health issues. Is it even shocking at this point? And um, that, uh, I guess, uh, she was living with her parents, right? 
And, and they knew that she had mental health problems. But and the parents, she was gotten rid of all her. Guns. The parents was only the the parents are saying that they were only aware that she had purchased one gun. They weren't okay with her owning the gun, and then she sold the gun, right? But they didn't know that she'd also made fucking six or seven other gun purchases right. and was hiding them throughout the house, and the well, parents were oblivious to this so fucking... So, let me tell you what the problem is here. Right. You got a fucked up kid. You don't think they should own guns. They don't sound like they're like anti-gun people. Like It's just a, a firm stance that, that nobody should own guns. They knew that their daughter was fucking crazy. Yeah. Right? And they knew she shouldn't own guns. She's living in the house. She's making choices to be uh, he, him, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You raised a fucked up kid. You did something wrong somewhere. Your kids don't end up fucked up unless you're a fucked up parent. Hands down. Mm-hmm. People that are raised right don't end up pieces of shit. Especially kid murdering pieces of shit. So, I mean, just I, I can't believe anything they say because... It sounds to me like they're a participation trophy fucking, oh, you be you. Let's not get you any mental health. Have they talked about any of the mental health treatment they put this crazy fucking bitch through? No. Nope. I mean, but I guess it's part of what contributed to the school shooting, and that's why there was were. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I love the pictures. The shows. I think Obviously, one of the funniest pictures I saw was somebody that posted in our chat. The twister? Um, <laughs> yeah, like she's laying on the ground, but they like put a fucking twister mat under her. Or the one where she's up on a, a, a like a car lubrication rack, and it's all, here's your problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. One, Is it leak in the tranny? God. This leaking tra- leaked out all its tranny fluid. Yeah, uh, I think the one I saw was, uh, um, oh, um. Andy's coming, and it's like Woody, and then it's <laughs> just like spread out over the fucking ground. Yeah, dude, you could tell somebody just unplugged that bitch. That was a headshot. That was electrical failure. Yeah, and, and that so was not hydraulic failure. You know, and to get to that, like we're kind of referring to the video that's on YouTube, where it actually yeah, shows body cam yourself. footage of uh, at least two of the lead officers who uh, were both ones that fired shots that um, ended this active shooter that was going on at the school. And the video, you know, shows a proper response to an active shooter situation at a school you know very different from the uvalde video that you see from texas where basically you know the officers are hanging out outside of the school down the hallway while fucking kids are being murdered and people are dying um like you know no active shooter stoppage no fucking um medical aid being rendered no hostages or people being saved the cop whose wife was in there as a as a teacher. Yeah, they held him back dying, and took his gun away when he tried to go in. Back. Jesse, I got to tell you, if I had a loved one in that room, mm-hmm. I saw those fat fucking cops that wouldn't go in. Those pieces of shit that wouldn't go in at Uvalde. I mean, just really guys who should brush their teeth with a Glock. Yeah. You couldn't have fucking stopped me, bro. Nope. You couldn't have stopped me. If my wife's in there, my kid's in there. An innocent human being is in there that I've never fucking met. A kid. A, could they stop you, Jesse? Fuck no. Exactly. No way. Exactly. Why the fuck did somebody, A, tell them, no, don't go in there? I mean, there's a lot of tactical issues. But B, who the fuck listens when somebody gives them an order like that? Who who listens to something they know is so soundly incorrect? Mm-hmm. Who, what kind of sheeple does that? And they're wearing a fucking badge? Seriously, bro. Yeah. 
and you see this video is like a fucking stark contrast to what Uvalde was. Oh, d- let me tell they you, those fucking guys, didn't th- wait. Those guys there were, were a Uvalde, lot of people that showed up at the same time, and they're like, "Let's get in there. Let's get in there. Think, let's get in there." You think those guys are waiting for a backup? Fuck you no. Think any one of the uh, there was three guys in that video, right? But they only hailing like two of them. You know, they, they the people the that were guy? showing up, they're grabbing their rifles, they're they talking to the teachers the- who are obviously distraught. They're trying to get as much info as they can. Would you run in with the pistol? The teacher? Fuck yeah! I would, would you run in without a vest? Yeah. I mean, if I had would to, you yeah. run in without any information? You got to search for the would, fucking shooter, right? Would you run in with your backup? But they're getting Fuck keys. Yeah. They're getting keys, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. The teachers, like this person in the second story, as soon as they got those doors open, they're through those doors. They're they're clearing hallways. They're trying to figure out how to get up to the they second were, story. They right? were move shoot communicate. They were they yeah. were doing a the great thing is, job. Is, there's there's sirens there's lights there's all this shit going off there's a sensory overload right they were fucking and the thing focused, is is like brother. well we talk about like when we do like airsoft games and which which i'm gonna put this out there fucking helps yeah when we do that the thing is i always tell our guys is don't rely on your radios you're close enough to each other plain speak say what you gotta say because the best communication is going to ensure that we're all on the same page. Don't wait the for Jesse's thing, text. The thing is, too, is like when you're when you're talking, like it, it especially if you're going toward another force, they know you're coming. They right? know you're coming. They, they know they you're coming. They planned this knowing that you were coming. Right. Yeah, so, they're gonna hear you, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and go ahead and talk. And so exactly. they 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 were clearing rooms, you know, relatively quickly. You know, they were getting through there. I mean, in a safe manner. Um, you know what? They you know, they were using common sense clearing those rooms. They weren't going fucking four corners. They weren't going corner 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 clear. They're like this room's clear. Go. I mean, right. yes. Had there been twelve uh, Al Qaeda terrorists from fucking Yemen or something like that that had been to training camps, they would have been fucked. Yeah. But they knew they weren't. There was one. Sh- How many school shooters are there? More than one. It's very no, statistically, yeah. statistically they, they played money ball on this one and won. Yeah, and well, so once they made it up win, to the second story, there 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 was gunfire that actually accelerated their ability oh. to clear toward that clear toward that threat because now they're following the noise of the gunfire that's erupting from the second story. In the video, you can see the active shooter who's like broken out a window on the second floor, and it appears as though maybe they're shooting down at vehicles below, like responding officers or something like that. Just trying to create chaos. And right? so, um, as people are clearing, they're trying to get the guy with the rifle up to the front, right? So this person goes up to the front. Um, you can see him like slice the pie, slice the pie, and kind of like come out and peek. And as he does that, he puts like fucking two rounds but into this chick drops her immediately there were and you fucking, actually see there were some there were four check shots in that bitch you actually yeah you actually see him like even like switch his rifle into safe and clear because he knows he's already fucking dumped her but apparently Electrical as they're failure as they're as they're moving forward there's a guy with a gauge on the left side he's coming down the middle with his rifle Hand and on then a gun, somebody she's else still moving right somebody else is coming on his right side that's got a pistol and you can see in the video it's it's kind of hard to see because this body cam footage and it's happening all quickly. You can hear. But if you pause that video and kind of go frame by frame, as they're approaching the fucking active shooter who's on the ground, you can see that their hand is like still at their chest, and you can Are see you the. Are you going to take the, the chance that they they have a flinch shot at the end and take you out? Exactly. Get you in the femoral artery and you lose your leg. Fuck that person, male or female, whatever. I, nobody knew that bitch's politics, right. or, or or if it was male or female when they shot him. And who the fuck cares? If you're going to shoot somebody in the face once, why not shoot them a hundred times? It doesn't make a fucking difference. And I know I'm not in law enforcement, but it doesn't make a difference. If you are willing to shoot somebody in the face once, 
it doesn't make a difference if you shoot him 20 more times. Yeah, so it really in, doesn't. In, in this particular case, like this this chick's hands were like still up by her chest. Obviously, like she's still moving. The guy with the pistol, the officer with the pistol says, you know, get your hands off the gun. Mm-hmm. Fire several more shots and Four, basically ends her. Ends her because <laughs> you actually see her hands drop. She right? did go down. She did go she down goes like com- fucking Woody goes, from Toy Story. <laughs> she goes completely limp. I mean, she's already on the ground, but now her arms go completely limp. I she's hate fucking what she did. Completely but I wa- dead. I love the way she died. Right. And, you know, so at that point, what I, what I also liked about this video um, watching it is that, like, there's kind of like a... There's kind of like a, um, a focus, you know, on the threat still, even though, like, they've already dropped her. You can hear in the background other officers that are behind these officers that have dealt with this initial threat saying, set up security, keep yeah. your head on a swivel, yeah. you know, look for secondary threats as they continue down the hallways Because if clear. you're two, let's say you and I plan a school shooting because we're fucking crazy pieces of shit. Wouldn't that be the way to do it? One of us goes down, then the second one activates behind you. Right. Right? You know, you, you, you let them clear to the noise, and then you pop up behind and take the cops, and then take out more people, and, the, you know, just chaos, right? I mean, yeah. thank God this this woman was stupid and, and not tactically sound, man, because, oh, God. It, well, you know what? You don't have to be tactically sound. No. I actually, uh, I think there was somebody's post that was, um, you know, talking about, I don't, I'm not remembering anybody's post, but somebody had posted like, you know, I don't know what is all these people are talking about, um, people complaining about like uh, AR-15s and assault weapons and all this kind of stuff as it relates to the school shooting that happened recently. You know, in these other active shooter situations is that um, somebody replies to that basically saying that like, you know, well, it doesn't really matter if this chick had an AR or not because her weapons were still effective in like killing multiple people. And so I replied to that was just like, well, actually... I was like, any weapon that she brought in there would have been um, effective at killing multiple people. I'm like, because it's a fucking gun-free school yeah. zone yeah. where nobody's supposed I mean, to have a this. weapon. If I you killed up, three adults and three children. If you snuck a six-inch Benchmade through the airport into an airplane, how many people would could possibly die... Because I have a six-inch fucking knife on me, a six-inch blade. Well, we know nothing. that from nine eleven, right? Uh, yeah. How many people did it hold back? I'm who just didn't have the exactly. were too scared to rush a Bro, fucking. I don't want to. I don't want to rush a knife. Right. I don't. I don't, I don't. Wanna get cut or stabbed. Um. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, am I thinking tactically in case somebody has that? Yes. Do I have? I mean, is there a counter to a knife? Yeah. I take a backpack on every fucking plane. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean. I also carry my gym lock with me and sometimes a gym towel. I mean, you know, there's lots of things. but Or, or a fucking coffee pot. You know, there's, there's lots of ways. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Like, how many people are just... If I walked into a sheet pin with a twenty two and six magazine, uh, a twenty two caliber pistol and six magazines, how many sheep could I kill? Oh, fucking countless sheep, dude. All of them. Yeah. Because none of them are going to fight back. Exactly. And I think that's that's the point is like, you know, how how much has to happen, right? Because everybody keeps saying like, you know, all these people that are against guns is like, what has to happen in order for, you know, all of you people that are, you know, so in love with your guns for us to actually do something. Children are dying. We need some sort of legislation to keep this from occurring. You know, murders against the law, 
fucking all of these things are against the law you know taking guns on the school grounds are against the law felons being in possession of firearms are against the law people that have mental health issues aren't supposed to be able to pass a background check and obtain a firearm there are all kinds of things that prevent somebody from getting a firearm yet people are still committing crimes because some people are just restraining bad. orders and, and hurt somebody that has a restraining order against them right because it's a fucking it's words on a piece of paper do you get do you watch simpsons you have watched simpsons do you remember the uh, Treehouse of Horror episode, which is the Halloween episodes from years and years and years and years ago, when Lisa asked for world peace uh, and to get rid of, to get rid of all weapons, and uh, Kang and Poto, the the aliens that always sit above Earth, the big oh they're like guys, yes, right? <laughs> they came in they're like yes, and they're uh, they 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 brought a two by four. Uh-huh. And they took over the earth with a two by four. Yeah. And then 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 uh, somebody fought back, and he's like, "Oh no, he's got a board with a nail in it." <laughs> <laughs> so somebody weaponized a, a board, right? And put it. Yeah. In. But it's like that's the thing. It's like okay, so you 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 take weapon, you take defensive weapons because guns are defensive, right? That's why we all have them. Otherwise, we'd just go around shooting people. Yeah. Um, you take defensive weapons out of the people's hands, and it's like okay, cool. So I sit in my house and roving bands of people decided to knock on the front door knowing that nobody in the United States is armed with a gun, that the worst they're going to have is a baseball bat or an axe or a hammer or a screwdriver or a knife. That's what they're going to defend themselves with. So, you know, 10 people can defeat that, right? Yeah. So guns only, I mean, it only makes sense for people to have guns for self-defense. Right? Well, you know, the thing is, is like what's what's funny to me is that like you have, you have people that will continue and bang their head up against the fucking wall complaining about how we need more gun control we need common sense gun legislation we need all these things our right to possess firearms isn't something that the government has granted us it's It's something that is recognized as a right that everybody inherently has yeah regardless of whether there's a government the divine uh right right regardless of what you believe in. And the thing is, it's enshrined in the Constitution, basically saying that it's an inalienable right. It's our it is, right. It it's not the, a right to take away. The only amendment so, to the, the thing Constitution is, that says, shall not be infringed. And the thing is, is at this point, it's like, can we stop being an American and talking about talking taking away firearms? Because I'll tell you, that's the quickest way to start a fucking civil war when you get people that are going to try to get others to take guns away from law-abiding citizens it's not going to fucking happen and you know so the thing is is can we actually focus on what the actual issue is that you know transgenderism and those sorts of things are a mental health issue because a lot of these active shooter situations that have occurred there are a lot of them that are are transgender not all of them lately it seems like there there have been i mean that pulse shooting that was down uh south like near ventura you know that was i think it was uh trans as well or like a you know homosexual or something like that the thing is the point is is just you know in those situations it's like you know can we at least agree not even that like gays are a problem right but just that but it's just that mental health mental health is the fucking is the epicenter of the fucking problem whether it's a straight male or a straight female or somebody of color or a fucking white person or a gay person or a transgender person or whoever the whoever the fuck it is they all have mental health issues right so if we can fucking focus on how we can focus on mental health issues and keeping guns out of mentally impaired people that's the way 
we prevent active shooters. Now, are there still going to be bad people that don't have mental health problems per se, sure. and they're just fucking evil, and they want to inflict harm on anybody and as much as possible? Absolutely, that's a fucking possibility. Yes. But we're trying to focus on ways to minimize or decrease. So we can't be like, oh, well, that's not going to solve everything. Well, no, nothing's going to solve every fucking problem. That's the thing. But we can at least you fucking can find agree. You an outlier to anything, right? But you can at least agree that this is going to do something. Yeah. Right? And, you know, it's just really irritating that, like, the, the, the constant solution from the left is that we just need less guns. Because that's what they would love, right? Well, because, I mean. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. I don't know. I, I think that it's funny because, you know, I think uh, the right argument. the right is just like, um, we're the fascists. But, I mean, really, it's like, you know, I think fascism is usually the ones that try to disarm the populace in order to have, like, absolute power. And, you know, that's, that's I think, what, what the left really represents. About. It's not about safety because if it were really truly about you just, you have a vicious thing about being anti-gun, that you feel that guns are the most evil thing in the world, then any of the politicians proposing this legislation would immediately insist that all law enforcement within Washington, D.C. and throughout the world would be disarmed. Mm -hmm. That would be all Secret Service, all uh, all guards around the Congress and the Senate and all that. Right? I mean, if you vehemently hate the vehicle for their protection, then get rid of it. It's, it's like if you're Amish, dude, you you drive a horse and buggy, right? You don't allow somebody to pick you up in a car and you say, well, I'm Amish, but I let other people drive. Yeah. No, I mean, if you truly believe in something, then you would have to disarm those people that are protecting you and you would have to live with the consequences. But that's not what it is. It's, it's they A, want to control you. B, it's just a hot button issue so that they can create lobbyists and funds and dude it's, it's all, all excuses to money. infringe it's and all, it's all excuses about how, how they can make more money as an example money, Jesse. as an example i've been buying lots of ammunition right yeah. i've been buying lots of ammunition so and so when i'm buying when i'm buying all these different things of ammo um there were limits on some types of ammo that i was buying right oh my so God. i would buy the max amounts and then i'm like oh i'm gonna have my wife buy some ammo too right She's a law-abiding citizen. She's never been convicted of a crime. She works at the fucking police department with me. And so I'm like, all right, you know, buy some ammo for me because you can buy some. Well, guess what? She was declined because now you have to pay a dollar to get this, like, uh, electronic DOJ check. Oh, yeah. And she, was, and she was denied because she hasn't purchased a gun within the last five mm -hmm. years. Because she hasn't purchased a gun, she can't get ammo. But if you rewind to before this bullshit law took place, they any law-abiding citizen, any law-abiding citizen can purchase ammo if they wanted to, regardless of whether they own a firearm, because you weren't a fucking criminal. Because and so now, now they're keeping ammo not just from the bad guys. They're well, keeping ammo the from law-abiding people, too. Every Everything, you know, you look at the Second Amendment argument, and this is why the Supreme Court's just on a fucking tear. Because it's like you realize that every law is just an intention to infringe upon your rights. So mm -hmm. to say that you can't own it because of this or this, or that, it, it's an intentional infringement upon your God-given. Everybody hates to hear that, but you're divinely inspired. Your inalienable right to self-protection and at this point we don't have fucking laser guns so those aren't protected but but firearms are are protected because we have to be able to protect ourselves not from other people with guns dude mm -hmm. but from 10 fucking people that come to your house have you have you seen the purge when they show up at the front door and they rip the front door off with a car and a chain yeah. and then they throw then they throw molotov cocktails at your front door uh guess what you know how i could stop those guys 
Yes, I mean, I, I know a lot about siege, like like siege tactics. Yeah. Guess what? If there's a standoff of uh, 300 yards, I can pick you the fuck off before you can get a Molotov cocktail to my house. Siege is going to be hard because I know you don't have a trebuchet. <laughs> yeah. Because I have an AR. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> dude. It's just, it, it it's it's really me. irritating. It's frustrating. And like all these things are just excuses to like try to infringe on our rights a little bit more. And just to see what about how much. What coyote attacks me? Well, it's just to see how much they can get away with before there's pushback. And the thing is, is that's why dude. you got places like the NRA. You got places, you know, like National Gun Rifle Association. All these, all these places. Everyone yeah. that is against even just a little bit of uh leeway for the government i used to have these you, arguments you with, cannot with my let wife. them have an inch i used to have these arguments with my wife and 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 she grew up very in a very anti-gun household mm-hmm. liberal teachers and uh i would say well that's a slippery slope and she goes you know i really don't want to hear slippery slope this is bad this is good and i'm like just think about it you know like a chick gives me her phone number is that a slippery slope well think about you know what this. i mean like like is that okay no, if I not. fuck her, that's wrong. But you know everything leading up to it, mm-hmm. you know there is a slippery slope, and it's so funny because now she's just like full on. No, she's full on like absolutely. Well, not. think about this: when a business raises prices, and people still pay that price, do you ever see that price go back down? Never. Even when the economy never. gets better, never. Does gas ever? I mean, gas goes down to so, a certain threshold, but never will go below what it used to be. Right, and and that's because. They know that they can get away with that now. So if a government entity takes away a little bit of your rights because they're like, oh, it's for your own protection, uh-huh. you're never getting that right back. My dogs have a check-in distance when they're walking off their leash, when we're out hiking or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have a check-in distance about 15 yards. And they will stop every fucking time, all three of them, including the puppy, at that check-in distance and look back at me. But if I recall them before that check-in distance, they look at me and they're like, say it again. And I'm like, you better get back here. And they look at me and they go, say it again. Why? Because they know they can get away with their check-in distance, right? Everybody knows their distance. They know how far they can push everything. Mm-hmm. And if you allow that, those boundaries get further and further and further. And those check-in distances become further and further and further until slippery slope. They've taken everything, right? Yeah. And, and that's it's the same thing with fucking kids. You have kids. Do you, we've all seen Jurassic Park. What did the velociraptors do? They probed. They probed for weaknesses, right? Yeah. They probed to find the holes in the fences. And that's what the the politicians do. They probe to see where are we going to push back? Where are we? And like you said, at some point, there's going to be a, a step too far. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be where everybody's like, it's going to be the flashpoint. You know, maybe it'll be when they release all of the tapes from January 6th and we see what really the fuck happened. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. But uh Bro, we don't even yeah, you know, that, and, and kind of segueing, you know, from from that a little bit away from it was just Let's talk that about because no, because <laughs> of uh, you know, this active shooter that had taken place, you know, a couple of days after there were a lot of like, you know, uh, social media posts about like active shooters that might happen here or there. And they always get sh- they always get like shared and so everybody always thinks like, "Oh, is it going to be my kid's school?" because it'll say something like HHS. But there's like a million HHSs like throughout the state and so like Being all a of these different of high school. <laughs> yeah, man, all of these different departments end up, you know, all over the state have to end up responding to these things cuz you don't know which one it is, you don't know who actually posted right. it or any of this stuff. Um, but in this on on this particular date, you know, about two or three weeks ago, um, locally there was a 
um, a shots fired call that came out on one side of town. There was only one person that called, but there were multiple shots heard by this caller. And so I think like one or two, you know, officers had responded to this call. The thing is, is a lot of times what's typical for us is that like if there are multiple shots fired, you're typically getting more than one phone call. If you're getting if you're getting one phone call, it's usually bullshit. Fake. Yeah. Um, it's so, either either somebody's mistaken or they're that purposely they think they doing heard or, or they're they're trying to yep. either do a false call or, or, or throw yep. you off the scent of something else, right? Yeah. And so on this particular day, like there was one of those that came out on my side of town, the west side. And so Which when, is the good side. Where yeah, there aren't a lot nice of gunshot side. calls. <laughs> so then um I, I monitor both of our channels. So we have one channel for west and one channel for east. Oh, yeah. And our, our dividing line for the city is the highway ninety nine, which is yeah. like it, it actually kind of uh eventually combines uh to interstate five which is like one of the biggest fucking freeways on the planet <laughs> it is literally the busiest freeway on the on, yeah in, in the country so um on so, so this is Mexico the dividing line to canada yeah this is the dividing line and so I'm, I'm monitoring this channel and i hear on the east side of town uh a high school in what's our valley zone which is like the south end of town for the east side is it one of the new high schools um, no, um, it was like a golden Valley or something well, like that. That's so, new high school to me. <laughs> it's newish. Yeah. So the, the, the call that we get is, um, it's called in to, uh, Kern County Sheriff's Which department like on Fairfax or something, right? Yeah. It's yeah. way out there. So, um, the call comes in to our, um, our sheriff's department and then it's a transfer because it's actually like, I think it was like our school, um, Technically but, city, but yeah, it's, it's weird. Way so the fuck out in the country. It's way out there, and so there's a transfer, and the person that's calling in is saying that multiple people have been shot at the school, oh my that the God. shooter is still shooting, and that um, they're barricaded in the bathroom, and that some people around them have are shot, but they're still alive. God damn. And so uh, you're so you're hearing this on channel two. So channel I'm hearing this get dispatched as just like an active shooter. Somebody is like on campus with a firearm. Fuck. So I'm completely on the other side of town. But um, you're heading that way. I monitor, and I'm like, I'm going to that fucking car. You're heading, you're heading at least to the edge of your territory, at the very, very least. Way on the far end. Right. But I'm responding code three. But you're heading as close to that call as you can get. No, I'm going to the call. Okay. So I'm, I'm responding there because I'm just like, I don't give a fuck if I'm far away from this call. I'm going to this call. So I'm rolling code to this call, and then at some point... Uh, you know, like one or two people get on scene, but they're like, because they're we're having to check all these bathrooms. And wouldn't it be like, better if twenty people were there? Well, people that are getting there are like, uh, well, we're trying to ascertain what's what's going on. You know, we haven't located any injured. You know, and they're like, you know, are you code four? And so he's just kind of like, uh, you know, we uh, it doesn't sound like we need, you know, any more officers. And I'm just we're thinking to myself, like gunshots. this guy, this I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, we're not a hundred percent sure, like. You know that this is like completely okay. I'm like, because they they were going to cancel me and like some other people, right? Yeah, so they they were going to cancel me. They're going to cancel some other people. I'm like, I'm fucking going. So I respond anyways. I get there and there's already some officers that are on scene and they're already on campus. You went all over to the fucking Golden Valley from your territory. That's a long way, dude. I drove fast. Yeah. So. When I when I got there, there's already officers that are there, and they're they had already checked some of the bathrooms. And you drove found appropriately. That, yeah, yeah, I did. And so um, when we get there, uh, you know, I'm like, all right, well, um, you know, it actually was fine. There was no shooting. Nobody was injured. All this stuff. 
but better to be safe than sorry. Let's take that old axiom and apply it to this, right? Yeah. So we're getting there, and like we're kind of like just trying to figure out like where this call came from, what the phone number was associated with it, how we can track it back, doing all this other stuff. And so while we're doing that, I'm talking to some of these officers. A lot of them are like newer officers that have been on only a couple of years. Well, aren't all police departments right now? A lot, Mostly yeah. Newer officers. And uh, so when I'm there, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, when I they're like, holy shit, you came from you came from fucking far, like, you know, I was the only person on the west side. How of How many town. officers were on scene? There were for us, uh-huh. like seven or eight. Yeah, you had to come all the way across town, and there were only seven or eight officers, dude. Right, and the and thing I mean, is, how many do we have on duty? At and the thing is, is, oh, there's a lot. But yeah, exactly, the thing is, is you know, me, I was the only one that came from my side of town. That's wild, dude. And and the so f- the thing is, for me, I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no way I would be okay knowing that something like that happened, knowing that I could possibly get there, even if it was a it's little. It's your late. kids' school. And and you're like, oh, well, there are only three officers on scene because they didn't want to leave their district. What right. the fuck? I'm just thinking, like, if I can possibly get there, yeah. I'm getting there. And so, and I'm going. So I get there, and everything's fine. But I'm talking to these officers, and I'm kind of explaining, like, you Maybe know. I like, have to m- render medical aid before the paramedics get there because they can't be cleared to go in because nobody's cleared the entire scene or whatever it may be. Well, and I, I just told, I was telling them, like, hey, you know, like, like so. I know I, you guys are trying to cancel me, but I want to make sure everything was okay as opposed to, like, you know, somebody canceling me prematurely and then finding out we need people. And I'm like, so I responded anyways, and I was like, and the thing is, is when I was coming over here, I was already doing a mental checklist of where I was approaching from, where I was going to stop my right. car. Like, you know, I was going to trunk pop, you know, get, like, I already have my yeah, rifle. Up, right? I already have my rifle readily available. I have my I have my, um, my body armor, like, just grab and go. And I'm like, so I have my body armor here. I already have my magazines in it. I'm just going to throw it over my chest. I got to clip it on. I'm just going to throw it over my fucking hand, yeah. get my rifle, charge it, go. That's right? Cool. I was. It's going to take me like 10 fucking seconds. Yeah. And uh, somebody's all, oh, shit, I didn't even think of that. You know? Yeah, that's because, the problem. Because they're, like, they're just like, oh, shit, I need to hurry up and get there. And I'm like, dude, at the very least, you should have brought your shotgun. You know, bring your shotgun. Bro, if you know you're going to a fight, mm-hmm. take a rifle. Bring the biggest gun you got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so, you know, it was, and so like them listening to me, they're like, oh shit, yeah, I should have been doing that. And I'm like, this is a good dry run. I'm like, regardless of what it is, like, you know, this is a good dry run. I'm like, because the, the thing is, the at the end of the day. The Academy you guys go through, and they weren't thinking that way. What the fuck, I mean, some, some weren't. I mean, there was one guy that did bring his shotgun. Yeah. Right? And the thing is, is you like, know what sucks? I'm just making sure. You know sure. what sucks when you got a whole perimeter? Fucking shotgun. God yeah. damn. Yeah, this guy actually had a sling with his shotgun, which is good. Oh, there you but go. I, but I was just telling, I was just, you know, I'm telling these new guys, like, hey, look, this is the kind of shit you should be thinking about. I mean, the thing is, is we cover some of this stuff, yeah. but, you know, when you're under what, stress, th- under stress yeah. responding, this might be real, right? You're like, oh, fuck, I forgot, you know? So it, it was, it, I'm like, this is a good dry run. I'm like, next time, have your, because uh, somebody was like, well, somebody was just like, uh, oh, shit, like, because everybody has body armor, yeah. right? And so, the, but like, who, who but was wearing it? Nobody you? had it. Nobody what had the it. Fuck, dude. And so the thing is, is I'm like, look, I know so that I know, I know no that place. it's like, I know that it's like, okay, we don't want to waste, you don't want to waste precious time, right? You, you need to get in, you need to get in quick. You need to be effective. The thing though. is, though, you need to be effective. Well, right. I'm like, you know, you're Within not going to be able, you're not going to be able to help if you get shot with a rifle around with soft armor. I was like, and so that's what I was explaining. But the other you thing was too. The other thing is too is that I was explaining like, hey, look. Take your armor out and put it right there at your trunk, right? So that as soon as you stop your car, you fucking pop that trunk, you grab it, and just throw it over your fucking head and go, right? And I'm like, because that's something you you should absolutely take. You could become a force multiplier. You throw that armor on somebody that you're escorting out to save their lives. I mean, there's... uh, 
the North Hollywood shootout. You remember that? Yeah. That was before your time. I was uh, was sleeping during that because I worked the night before and I was working the night of. And that night we got dispatched like 2 a.m. to our ranch market on Main Street in Delano of a fucking takeover robbery. And no shit, one of the hostages that escaped called us, man. I mean, it was like a legit, even before cell phones and stuff. And yeah. And I remember thinking, don't be sneaky. Go to the front. You're getting in a fucking gunfight. Like, just be ready to fight. Get your car parked right. Be ready to fight. Yeah. And I mean, I went screaming up in front. I, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to drive my car through the big front windows, and we're going to take these motherfuckers out. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, that's why I was oh, thinking. I've absolutely done something and, similar where I pulled up on something. Yeah. Fucking uh, robbery with a gun. the fuck out. Me and one other guy showed up, pushed the fucking front, went in. Yeah. Fucking teller was, had been shot multiple oh, times. Shit. He survived. We, You know, he didn't go into the hospital and he, he ended up living. But the whole time, I thought he was going to die because he's like, oh, my God, I'm dying. I'm dying. I don't want to die. Like he, You see the movies where people always know they're dying, right? Yeah. And so I thought he was going to die because he thought he was going to die. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're convincing me, and sir. He is, and he's yeah. full of holes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man. But, it's, it's, but it's, made it's, me like, think, it's made me think a lot about it. I mean, the thing is, like, that, kind of shit, that, 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 that kind of shit can happen But you should anywhere. be thinking about this. And the thing is, is I always think about that kind of stuff. Like, it's you know one of those things were? where you can't really, like, kind of turn off that kind of shit that you think about. You know what my thoughts were? Um, that they were going to switch clothes with employees and send somebody out. Mm. That was my first thoughts. I was like, I know we have an exit on the north, an exit on the south, and then we have the main entrance on the west side. So I parked in front of the west. I could see the north-south, sent my rookie officer, Chris Campbell, to the south end mm-hmm. with a shotgun. And I said, anybody comes out, they have a gun, you fucking drop He's a fire them. captain now. I know, right? Isn't yeah. that crazy? Uh, he was BPD after that. But, Before um, that. Sure shit. Mm-hmm. Sure as shit. They sent the employees out the north door in their uniforms, in their own uniforms, and then egressed out the south exit, hmm. exactly as they said, with a shotgun, with a uh, sawed-off double-barrel shotgun, and Campbell did not drop the first bad guy, so we had to chase him onto a porch, and I got him, but <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what I mean? Like, you got to think this shit through, and, and you have to be willing to fucking, like, don't be scared to be wrong. Like, well, I had it, somebody yell at me for parking in front, and I'm like... But what if we're in a gunfight? Like, it's too late to be sneaky. They've already tripped a, a, a silent alarm at 2 in the morning. They know we're fucking coming. Right, exactly. And so, like, you know. Like, let's, I, let's go. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, responding. Like, have those mental checklists. I and mean, I the took thing my is, shotgun. Is that, uh, yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> and, like, I mean, this is, you know, this is for my job. But the thing is, is, like, even as a, even as a civilian, like, even as a CCW holder, you know, nobody's saying you got to be a hero, you know. But just, like. Just think about those things like, oh, right, I'm sitting in this restaurant. What if somebody was to come in and do this? Like, you know, would I be able to fire at them safely without, like, endangering anybody else? Am I going to get shot by a secondary shooter that I don't notice? You know, am I going to be able to, like, egress if this person has more firepower? Is it smarter smarter, smarter for me to not engage because this person might just rob the place and then leave without fucking killing anybody? Is it like point break where the security guard went for his gun? Right. Am I gonna am I gonna force a situation that might make matters worse? Like right. you know, there's a lot of shit to think about. And so like, you know, you kinda wanna think about those Basically, things. Basically I'm gonna protect life. Right. And um, you know, and, and when you need to intervene and when you don't and when you should retreat and when you should just fucking, you know, just kinda sit there and be a good witness. Like I gotta there's say, a lot of different things to think about. I uh, I had a, a nickname, I was a greyhound. Some ran I chased it. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's kinda my mentality is if if you're doing something wrong, I'm gonna respond. You know, and, and it's, it's probably not always the best, but it's, I've gotten involved in shit before, like helping the cops chase a dude down. I got a free kick on him, which was 
awesome. <laughs> I, got to, I got to fucking center punch him. But, um, yeah, like, what is your mentality? You know, am I going to get involved and, and run the risk of getting my loved ones hurt or getting somebody else hurt? I, I mean, I just feel like, I don't know. I was put on this earth to be able to respond to something and, and help somebody because, God, more and more, people are pussies. It's ridiculous, man. Like, like no one's going to step up. You know, you, you see something going down on the street. You see somebody getting beat down, the, and nobody steps in. Yeah. Like, I hope I'm different than that. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure I am. But, fuck, and man. The thing is, too, is I'm not, like, you know, sitting here, like, talking, like, yeah, I'm completely heroes. not, you know, like, completely have no fear. Fuck that, that I would just go in there I'm without always, a second fucking thought, and then I wouldn't be, you know. The thing is, is, like, I would absolutely be afraid that I yeah. might get shot in the face. You know, I might abso- I would absolutely be afraid that, like, I might not make it home to my family. Like, I would be fearful. The thing is, though, is like that's what being like a hero or courageous is. It's not like, not being afraid. It's, it's about being afraid, but still but doing still it. having the mental fucking fortitude to go forward anyways and face it. And you know, like you have to make that decision. You have yeah. to make that decision for yourself whether you're capable of doing it. Um, I think also, I am. You know, but I think it's because I think it's just because you know you mentally prepare for it. You you have to, and, and I guess that kind of brings up another point. Like you know, you see people getting PTSD and stuff, and it's like, man, you gotta you gotta be mentally prepared for what you're gonna do and see and and feel. And these so, oh man, I I kind of have a problem with people that have this just insane amount of PTSD. And it's like, well, what did you, what did you think you were you were volunteering for? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's one thing if you were fucking 18 years old and you got drafted into Vietnam. And didn't want to go, but it's another thing if, like, you joined special forces and went through all the selection and shit, and now, like, you're retired because you saw some horrible shit. It's like, well, you probably did some gloriously horrible shit, too, which you sh- it should counterweigh that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll kind of move off that. I don't, I, don't, you feel like, don't you feel like you were born with a different mindset than other people sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't always like this, but... Who knew I'd be in uh, fucking sales? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, and I, I mentioned this to Joe, kind of like moving off the shooter topic, all that kind of stuff like that, but kind of staying on a little bit of a little bit, um, was my, was my gun. So I have, uh, like I carry a, a Glock 27 and, um, my Glock 27, um, I just recently bought some night sights. Which is a I thought to myself, compact 40 caliber. Yeah. It's, it's an inch shorter than a full size Glock. And I, I just thought to myself, like, I don't even know why I don't have night sights on this because I have. Uh, I had recently purchased uh, the because the you're Sega a pre night sights five. It has night sights. Yeah. Um, they you know they put night sights on a, on a, you know my primary firearm at work, and then I have night sights even on like my 1911. My Kimber has fucking night sights. All these guns have night sights, except the one I carry the most more than any other gun. Right. And so I was like, you know what? I have these sights I got from fucking. But Shock do you have Show. a flashlight on that? So how are you going to see? Exactly. How are you going to see your target, even if your front sight's alone? Well, you know what? La- that, that's a whole different argument. A, yeah, I mean the thing is, is like you know, I'm having all kinds of other problems if I'm having to fucking pull my firearm, anyways. Um, <laughs> but and that's uh, the way you and I think. Like, well, fuck it, I'll just throw a rock at him because everything's yeah. all fuck. I'll just, I'll just throw it out. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm, I had these sights that were given to me at Shot Show, um, and uh, they're night vision sights. Um, they're really cool. Um, I so I put them on my fucking gun, and I'm thinking like, all right, cool. Finally got these nice. This is like two years ago, and these and, are tritium. Yeah, and, allegedly. And, uh, yeah, and and they're supposed to last like for fucking ever. Tritium is radioactive decay. Tritium, tritium is something that exists on Earth because of of like 
meteors falling and and fucking volcanic eruptions that causes <laughs> it's a radioactive isotope like uranium right it's, i think it's a it's 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 a, a byproduct of uranium or something I don't know. right it's naturally existing and and tritium is supposed to be active actively decaying for thousands of years and that's what gives it the ability to light up at night right hmm. like so like a rolex watch will have tritium or a dive watch or night sights or something like that i guess it probably depends on the coating of the tritium because there's only like i i, I could be i'm going to be totally off here there's only like a thousand pounds of tritium on earth or something crazy like that, uh. right there's only there there's a very li- it's like bitcoin a very limited supply right <laughs> so so they have to use it sparingly but it's because it lasts for millions of years or thousands of years or whatever it is. So you yeah, fucking Google that. This, Fact check me. Yeah, I didn't know that. But I, this this stuff that I got put in my gun, I'm thinking like, all right, hype, hype, hype. You know, and then pipe, I'm... Pipe, uh, pipe. Yeah, so I take it into a dark room, turn the lights off, and the fucking front sight's like really dim compared to the back. Compared to my rear sights. My, my rear sights are fucking bright as fuck. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I noticed it just kind of like was out. And I'm like, dude, a I'm like, this is crazy. Years. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's years and years, so... Um, this it's, it's made by night vision um, and it's F I S I O N. And so, um, I ended up, uh, looking up their website and I ended up reaching out to them like, Hey, you know, I think there's some sort of general warranty for this kind of thing. Would you be able to send me a, a new front site? Um, but I sent it to just whatever email I can find for customer service. I get a response back like two days later and it was like, Oh, you actually have to submit this warranty form through this thing. But they sent me the attachment, right? So then I get the attachment and it's like, oh, and you have to include a photo, you know, basically like showing what it is you're talking about. Okay. So basically I put in everything in the, their form that I'd already included in the initial email because I'm usually detailed in my emails like, <laughs> this is exactly what I have. This is the fucking model. This is the this. This is the that. So they're not asking me all these supplemental questions in order to get this shit done. Right. So um, I fill this thing out and then I take a picture in the dark of just two, two fucking things lit up, right? So they respond to me, I think, another, within another 48 hours, and they're like, oh, we're sorry that this happened. We're sending you out a new front site, and here's how to properly what install it. What if that's it, one that, like, set in know, a warehouse blah, blah, for blah. a decade or well, something? Well, and basically, I think they said, I mean, because it could be improper installation. I had somebody do the installation for me who's, like, one of our range staff. It could have been accidental. Um, what, they, like, knocked it, it, the tritium out of it possible. or something? No. So apparently, the company says that, like, when you're installing the front site, that you have to use the screw that comes with, the front sight. If you use a different screw, it could be too long. And or if you over tighten the screw because it's only got to be to a certain tightness with maybe Loctite. If you tighten it too much, that screw can like hit the casing where the tritium is, and basically it'll break it. So, um, pay pay attention to the instructions on this kind of yeah. shit, right? So I was like, all right, well, I don't know if that's the case, but I'm glad that they actually like didn't give me a hassle about you know replacing the front sight and they didn't ask me like for a receipt or whether i was original owner or where i bought it from or any of that shit they were just like oh you have this issue we know that this is what it is cool that's and they replaced it. customer service yeah right so i really appreciate it so you totally service. buy from those people for sure let me read you about uh tritium on wikipedia <laughs> naturally occurring tritium is extremely rare on earth the atmosphere has only trace amounts formed by the interactions of gases with cosmic rays what is this this is how the fantastic four was born dude <laughs> Uh, it can be produced artificially by irradiating lithium metal or lithium-bearing ceramic pebbles in a nuclear reactor and is low abundance byproduct in normal operations of nuclear reactors. It's hard That's to cool. come by. Yeah. So there's only a little bit. So they're they're very sparing on it because you, yeah. you don't want to pound a tritium on your gun because you'd be like, <laughs> I didn't get superpowers, but all my hair fell out. 
<laughs> and I don't feel well. <laughs> but I just wanted to mention that because, like, their customer service was good. Um, I mean, the product, like, I mean, the rear sights, they're fucking bright. Like, it's good. They're, they're relatively inexpensive. Um, they make night sights for just about everything. At this point. And I was very happy with customer service because, like, sometimes I feel like you can find something that, like, might be good, but their customer service is terrible. Or, oh, like, yeah. like, it doesn't exist. Or it's Chinese. Yeah. Or... And this customer service was actually pretty good. What is the name of the company side. again? Night Fission. Night Fission? Yeah, F-I-S-I-O-N. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. All right, so that's good because I, uh, my carry gun, I have fiber optics arts. <laughs> they kind of go, but I also have a flashlight and a yeah. red dot and everything else. So uh, that's just for co-witnessing. But uh, I do have tritium sights on my what used to be my primary carry gun back in the day. So I've had it 25 years, mm-hmm. and they're still going strong. Um, and it's just the tiniest little outline on mine, you know. But um, definitely you should – I mean, at this point, you can go spend $60 on Amazon and get night, night sights yeah. for your gun, which I, I – you know, a flashlight is really, really important. I think. I concur. On, on a gun, I'm, but like yours is an older generation, like many of mine, and you can't put a flashlight on it easily. And then, and then find a fucking holster unless you have, you know, cotton mouth concealment that can make them for you. But it's still mm-hmm. a pain in the ass for. There's them, a flashlight you can get for it. It's just really crappy, and the lumens aren't very high. Well, they, yeah, I mean that's not the yeah. most important, but but then again, it's like you have to I be figure able to carry. If I can it. see my front sight, I'm good. Yeah, my TLR six is fucking the yeah. shit on my Glock. So yeah, that's that's uh, good for you. So I just want to mention that, and then uh, final thing was just I mean because we're all over the fucking place, and so everything that I talked about, we we're going to talk about, we didn't really talk about. So that's getting pushed to the second show. We're going to talk about all that in the second show. <laughs> we'll talk about so it in the some second of the show stuff. Either. Some of the stuff from the second show we talked about this show. Um, one of the final things is it was from the first show, and we're still going to talk about that. Was just like my weight loss bullshit. So. Been focusing on that. You're looking and, pretty good, man. Um, you know, just uh, pretty much just uh, calorie deficit um, stuff, maintaining Wait, calorie deficit. Calories in, calories out works. Yeah. So calorie deficit. Um, you know, basically like eating regular meals, snacks, and all that kind of stuff, so that your body's like but constantly you're not burning. Bullshit. How about sodas? Uh, I don't drink soda. Exactly, so, dude. That's the um, number one. I don't drink for you. anything with sugar, really. So except for alcohol, um, but you haven't been drinking that much alcohol. I haven't been drinking alcohol really at all. So. I gained six pounds because all I did was drink and and eat always. So basically, like my my whole diet is just like uh, having like a um, a breakfast shake that's got protein in it and stuff. And then um, a couple hours later, I'll have that's like doable a, forever. I'll have like yeah, I'll have like a protein bar because they taste delicious. Um, I'll have the protein bar, and then a couple hours later, I'll have like a piece of chicken and vegetables. Um, and then a couple hours later, like right before dinner, I'll have another protein bar. And then like dinners, usually you know something that's like a salad or whatever. Um, usually by the weekend, or you know depending like during the week, just depends. But on the weekend, I'll usually have like a big breakfast. You have a cheat day. Yeah, I'll have like a big breakfast. Like you cheat know. meal or cheat day? Um, it's more of a cheat meal. Is it a designated cheat meal or just whenever you feel like it? It's kind of whenever I feel like it. Okay. And so it just depends on what I want. But normally what I do is like if I have that meal, I'll have that meal and I know that that's a lot of calories, but I'll have it early. Mm-hmm. And so I have so it like it I'll, I'll have it by the morning or the afternoon. That way I know that I can burn it off and then I'll calorie deficit at the evening mm-hmm. with like, you know, the protein bar, or the protein shake or the this or the that. So that my body is burning that shit off, and it it works because calorie like, deficit. It's so fucking easy. It is. If I mean, you put, what, now that I now that I know what I'm doing for for the most part, because 
even when I'm not incorporating workouts, I still find that I'm kind of like losing weight or maintaining pretty easily. Well, I mean, you have to be like, okay, let's say I work out five days a week. On the days I don't even work out that regularly. Right. I work out like three days a week, four yeah, days a my, week. My workouts are well. I've been working out like five, six days a week, which is pretty good. But they're not great workouts like they used to be. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, I do jujitsu well, five days a week. But for me, I was always stuck at two sixty six. Yeah. Um, what got me past two sixty six? Because I was hovering it for below, like a week below. F- no, I was hovering at two. Yeah, I was right, hovering right, well, at two sixty six for like a whole fucking week, like week and a half. I was like, why the fuck can I get past this? Right. So what I did is I started like biking more. So instead of like biking three or four miles, I started biking like eight miles. Instead of working out for like thirty or forty minutes lifting, I just like added another. 20. So wait, more exercise yeah. helped you lose weight. Yeah. So I added. That's crazy. So Where I added like that. Yeah. So I added like twenty five more minutes on like lifting and stuff. All right. And so basically that just pushed me past two sixty six. Because the thing was is I started two eighty five, and I lot I lot I was losing from two eighty five to two sixty six doing exactly. What I'd been doing, 266, I hit a wall. Oh, yeah. So all I did was incorporate incorporate more biking, incorporate a little bit more lifting, and then it passed 266. So I got down to 263, and so right now my goal is to get into the 250s, the, the, the and, I'm, and I'm state, getting there. The natural state for the human body is homeostasis, right? The, the ultimate goal of the body is homeostasis. If I'm bleeding out, if somehow I can balance bleeding out and not dying... My body will do that. Uh, if I'm starving to death, my body can store fat. It will do that. Like, it will, or, or it, it eats fat or whatever. Your, your body always finds a fucking way. Mm-hmm. So well, the, the problem is, I'm not is even starving. You're, you're tricking your body mm-hmm. in some ways by saying, I'm going to eat less. So your body's like, oh, fuck, dude. All right, well, well, I'm going to have to start burning fat. I probably sound like I'm eating less. Yeah. I'm eating less calories. Right, I'm, right, right. So the thing is, is like, I'm food. eating frequently right. throughout the day. But I'm eating healthy shit and keeping it at a about, calorie deficit. I'm talking about your plateau. Yeah. So what happens is your body's like, oh, this sneaky motherfucker. He's been exercising. He's been eating better. You know, at any point, this motherfucker could starve to death. So now I'm going to start converting all these good calories that he's eating, this good brown rice and these good vegetables and this chicken, even this chicken. You know what? I'm going to store some of that. I'm going to hang on to that. I'm going to take this little calories that he leaves behind. And I'm going to hang on to that. That's when you plateau, right? You've, your body's like, oh, I'm wise to you, motherfucker. Because your body wants to have a savings account for later, just in case. Because it's experienced famine before. So that's what happens, right? So you have to find a way to push through that. Whether it's more exercise or whether it's a, oh, bitch, I'm going to go on a three-day fast. Fuck you, body. I'm going to teach you who's in charge, right? Yeah. Like, like when I did my weight cut for the, like I had to really dip into some crazy strategies because my body was wise to my bullshit. It knew what I did every day, and I had, I was on a years long five year plateau or whatever because I'm always trying to gain weight. So when I started to lose weight. My body was like, "What the fuck?" It was freaking <laughs> out. So sometimes you've got to. That's when all these diet in quotation things come along or exercise hacks or whatever. You've got to do something. To mix, literally, to mix it up, right? Yeah. Like you've got to change up your diet a little bit. You got to change up your. You have to change it so that you, your body. You know, they call it like, like working out. They call it muscle confusion. You kind of have to do diet confusion as well. Like you have to trick your body and get it to respond, and it goes, oh, okay, fine. I found homeostasis. And you're like, back to my old workout. You know, like yeah. you've got to, you've got to juke your body sometimes, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So what I was gonna start doing, what I was gonna start doing to kind of, uh, you know, uh, add to that tricking. 
is like so sometimes i'll stay up late like monday and tuesday it's mm-hmm. like all all game or, or whatever with the, with the buddies when they're off on those days uh-huh. um but like during the rest of the week i don't game because they're not on so like wednesday thursday friday mm-hmm. so what i'm going to start doing is uh wednesday thursday friday starting next week i'm going to start waking up at 4 a.m i'm going to start waking up at 4 a.m i'm going to work out for an hour mm-hmm. and then i'm going to eat and go to work and do whatever and then do another workout when i get home to add a little more yeah. to that well you've got your body burning fat if you're and doing then a heavy workout to to and building muscle you've yeah. got your body burning fat all day if you're lifting heavy in the morning right which is hard to do but but you've got your body burning fat all day and then you hit it with some cardio or a light but i'm gonna do that to push day. through that plateau because like eat, no, it was kind of you're getting ready for jujitsu in july well it's kind of that's why <laughs> yeah it's kind of hard to push the 266 down mm-hmm. so now that i'm at the low 266 i'm gonna start doing this because i'm gonna fucking fly into the 250s <laughs> So, dude, once you hit 250, you're like fucking 230 is right around the corner. Yeah, that's gonna be wild, dude. It's yeah. gonna be wild to see buff ass Jesse. Yeah. I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited for you. Yeah, so that's what that's what I'm doing. I'm just kind of like mixing it up, doing all this stuff, and then between that, I've just been reading a lot of books. Been reading a shitload of books. I actually just finished a book. Um, what's, what's this that? isn't even part of the topic, but okay. um, I was uh, I was reading this book called Outlaw Platoon. <laughs> What, outlaw, a, platoon? outlaw platoon um it's a book um about uh, an, a unit in afghanistan um that deployed and uh basically their their entire deployment of like different politics they were dealing with like with other platoons basically like the day-to-day shit that they had to deal with um how sophisticated of an enemy they were actually dealing with you know as far as like these, these like al-qaeda operatives for, and for 12 years before you know, us. taliban and all this kind of shit like it was crazy and trained by us yeah a lot of them were sophisticated, well armed, well funded, well educated. Well, yeah, educated. I mean, they educated had in the West. They had sound tactics, yeah. and um, you know, a lot of times they were really good at um, you know creating ambushes. And the thing is, is they a lot of the, warfare better. Than a anybody. lot of the people that you know they're trying to win the hearts and minds of that were like cool with them, or you know that they would help out and do all of these things and bring medical supplies and blah blah blah. These would also be the same motherfuckers because they were so afraid of saying or doing anything because you know these people you know eventually we're gone right yeah these people well and what do we do these enemies we leave everybody behind these enemies will come in and like kidnap all their children and like use them as sex slaves for like fucking months before the villagers are able to get them back but now their fucking kids are all damaged ptsd what are you gonna can't fucking talk what are you gonna do do with those villagers yeah so, you know, these villagers would basically watch as, you know, some point when the the um, military units would, like, go back to their safe camps, right? You know, for the night or whatever, or go back to base. Fob or whatever. That, you know, the, you know, the Taliban or the, you know, fighters would come in and they'd plant all these bombs along these roads. Yeah. And fucking, you knew... Count off the, distance this shit was going to happen because and a lot of times these fucking villagers are outside when these fucking things happen because they want to see. Uh, it was, it was it, but the thing is, is like so this is early Afghanistan. Not only, not only were they dealing with the frustration of like you know these villagers and this kind of shit happening, right? Um, dealing with like a sophisticated enemy and um, you know the civilians that can basically be rented, not bought, right? And <laughs> exactly um, that they were also dealing with say like. Uh, you know, basically other platoons that, uh, you know, their leaders expressed a little bit of cowardice and basically kept their platoons out of the fight so that other platoons had to basically, like, pick up and pull most of the weight where a lot of the other um, leaders 
didn't really notice what was going on, right. and you couldn't necessarily does like, like bring law, it. Does that feel like law enforcement in general? Do you? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> but you couldn't necessarily bring it up because it would create a division. Right, it right. would create friction. Just keep it would your mouth shut. All these problems. And it was crazy just listening to all of this shit because, you know, and they purposely changed some names of, like, people that were, like, in the book and, like, certain platoon elements and, like, all these things because I think they didn't want to get, like, sued for defamation because of some of the fucking things that went on in this book. Well, it was ridiculous. Decorum, right? Yeah. So, um, really good book, Outlaw Platoon. Um, I actually just got it from the public library. It was great. So, I got to uh, tell you, I uh, Leslie downloaded a book and... Uh, we listen uh, to Audible because uh, we travel a lot, and we just went on a trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Storyteller hmm. by Dave Grohl. The fucking musician? The fucking <laughs> Foo Fighters? <laughs> right? Or as he recalls himself, that guy from Nirvana. Huh. Oh, I told you I had a bad experience at a Foo Fighter concert once mm-hmm. here in town. And uh, I was a big Foo Fighters fan, big Dave Grohl fan. And uh, it was a terrible concert. He was drunk. He was angry to be in Bakersfield. It was a terrible concert. sounded like shit. And then, of course, everything leading up to the concert was just a pain in the ass with a friend. But um, made me kind of really dislike him. And she downloaded that, and we listened to it. And 180-degree reversal, in my opinion, of Dave Grohl. It's a great book. Uh, I caught him in a bad. I caught him in a bad concert. I'm guessing, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm totally like down to go to a Foo Fighters. Even though Foo Fighters aren't my favorite music in the world, but yeah, the storyteller Dave Grohl, fucking fantastic. Listen, and he reads it. Oh, that's cool. So I mean, reading the book wouldn't be as good as listening to the Audible, yeah. right? So I'm. I love Audible. Just speaking of concerts, I'm working three concerts that are coming up. Ooh. I get to get paid to watch a concert. What? What? Concert? Ice Cube, Journey, and Matchbox Twenty. And what was the third one? Matchbox 20. Hmm. So I'm like so, pretty excited about all those. Journey is a different singer. It's not Steve Perry, right? I don't believe so. Der- I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't actually It's know. a Filipino guy. Hmm. That's the lead singer that sounds just like, right? Am I, I'm thinking of, yeah, Journey. Hmm. Yeah, that's what, and he's supposed to be fucking amazing. He sounds just like Steve Perry. Uh, Ice Cube, I'm not sure that that would, I feel like Ice Cube's great. His music's I've great. I've seen Snoop Dogg. I've actually seen well, no, Ice Cube do an ensemble with a in, bunch of other people. Concert, he's actually pretty good. In concert? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, may not, like, live of rap guys, oh, like, they dude, don't usually no, have the best voices. He's legit. He's got the voice. What's our concert going to be like? Are you going to be busy? Out of no, all three, Snoop, wait, Snoop Dogg wasn't busy. Was, I'm busier concerts, for a country concert. Out of all three concerts, what's going to be the most work for you? Um, it's not going to be Matchbox Twenty. It's not Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> um, the thing is, is like a lot of times it's a country concert, it's or, not it's a, or, it's a, or it's a Mexican concert. Yeah. Uh, it, true, honestly, yeah. it's Snoop Dogg. Might not to kick anybody out because everybody's high. Mm, They're fucking chilling. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah that's why that, that's here in town at the Robo Bank. Yeah. And the uh, oh, exciting yeah. journey might be fun. Yeah, I mean they're all gonna be fun. I don't know. Match, I'm match getting paid to sit there uh, and watch him. Wait, is that Jacob Dylan? Right. That's I Bob, do not know. Yeah, that's Bob Dylan's son. Huh. Jacob Dylan's the lead singer. No, is that right or see the Wallflowers? I can't remember. Oh, I know Wallflowers are great. Yeah, I don't know about great. But anyways, <laughs> this is episode thirteen. Thanks for listening, motherfuckers. Lucky number thirteen. <laughs> Lucky number. Bye. See ya. Coming in.